0: Welcome to the Cincy Slangin' Bearcat Podcast. I'm Coomer, and it's just me for a quick introduction for our special guest, A.J. McGinnis, sophomore guard for the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball team. A.J. McGinnis started his college career at UNC Greensboro, obviously recruited by Wes Miller, but decided to follow him to the University of Cincinnati because of the close bond they had and we get into that relationship where it started and why he has so much trust in wes miller as a coach about his instagram page where he's asking hard hitting would you rather questions to his followers before we get started thanks again to aj McGuinness for taking the time out of your schedule spending a few minutes with hummer and i allowing Cincy Slang and listeners to get to know you so without further ado aj McGuinness. We are now joined by A.J. McGinnis, sophomore guard for the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball team. A.J., thank you for joining the Cincy Slang and Bearcat podcast today. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. A.J., you're one of the, the several new faces that Cincinnati Bearcat fans are going to have to get to know this season. Uh, you just transferred. You, kind of, you came with Wes Miller from UNC Greensboro, and now you're going to be uh, a Cincinnati Bearcat here going forward. Before we get into to questions, maybe about the basketball team this year, just wanted to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to fans a little bit. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, basketball history, how you ended up at Cincinnati.
1: Um. Well, of course, my name is AJ McGinnis. I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. Um, you know, I'm just, it's, it's, it's really weird to describe myself because I don't like the I don't like to really talk about myself like that so uh but you know I'm just the energetic guy um I'm always loud I'm always interactive with the fans um actually growing up <clears throat> I never was that person but being under coach Miller he really taught me like how to win and how to just love the game for real so um yeah so I've I've
0: molded into that person the last couple years and uh yeah. So how how far back do you go with Wes Miller? Like he recruited you to UNC Greensboro, obviously. Where when does that relationship start? And maybe what what why did you gravitate to him as a coach and decide to actually you know go to UNCG, but then also follow him to Cincinnati? Tell us a bit about, a bit about that relationship.
1: Okay. So uh, well, I was at prep school at Your Prep uh, in Branson, Missouri, and uh, I didn't have really that many offers or interests. Um, The summer before I did pick up interest from UNCG and a couple other schools, Um, but talking with coach, he told me one thing and it stuck with me. He was like, um, you know, a lot of coaches tell you that you're coming in, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. He told me I was coming in, I wasn't going to do anything. (laughs) He was like, you're a freshman, you're going to sit on the bench. And I was like, I never heard that one before. So um the fact that he told me that it like stuck with me, it, it it bothered me a little bit, but at the same time I was like, Why does that bother you? You are a freshman, like you're coming into people who are experienced and have done this before. So um I started to look at the brighter side of things. And um once I started doing that, I developed a good relationship with him. He always kept it real with me. So um I eventually ended up, you know, just working my tail off, trying to become one of the um, key players for last year. Uh, I ended up just getting in a being one of the key players in a rotation uh, once one of the bigger players were out of the game. But that's that's really what stuck with me when he when he told me that I wasn't going to play as a freshman. It really it really showed me that I had to work for everything that I was going to be given in the future. And uh after he said that I didn't want to play for anybody else, so <laughs> that's why I came here. So now you me. haven't had a chance to to play in front of
2: a live, like a, a nice like full uh arena cuz of, cuz of covid last year and, and this year. Have you googled any of the videos of fifth third uh in a packed house? Like have you googled <laughs> the the temple game from 2000
1: 19. Yeah, I have definitely seen those games <laughs> since
0: <laughs> I've been. It's going to be, it's going to be real exciting playing in front of that many people. Are you, are you an emotional guy on the court? So, like, if you're, if you're hitting a big three in a clutch moment, are you a guy who's like putting the hand to the ear for the crowd, pumping people up, or are you, are you kind of head down, uh, no show kind of usually? Thing? Usually I'm, I'm more
1: humble, but some games mean like, have more meaning to me. So there's times where I will, I will do that. But most of the time I'm, I'm
0: more humble and quiet. I I mean, I just want to let you know, we're a sucker for that stuff. So don't (laughs) hesitate to, you know, some flexing, some crowd pumping, some hand to the ear, like all of it. We're very much here for that stuff. Cincinnati loves it. it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So one thing uh, Hummer was actually just getting a chance to, to ask a couple questions to Jeremiah Davenport and to Wes Miller. And one thing that we've been thinking about on this podcast is that it's definitely it's a new roster in terms of a lot of players coming from different places, a few returning players. So you've got a lot of gelling to do, but it's a it's a roster full of guys who do have experience playing college basketball. So with that type of depth and that type of, uh, you know, one through 13, it's guys who probably want to play, want to be on the court. How has that impacted you and, and the other guys at practice in terms of your competitive level? Uh, going at it and, and trying to compete for minutes and compete for spots? Um. Well, we really don't think about those things. We really
1: just like at this point, we're just trying to win. We're trying to bring that winning culture back. So whatever coach, uh, whatever coach has planned, we just stick to it. So, um, yeah, practices are competitive. It, it can get really competitive sometimes. And yeah, like, of course, everybody wants to play but at the end of the, at the end of the day, everybody has that idea that we're here to do what coach says. Like we're here to win and we're here to bring winning back to Cincinnati basketball.
0: I love that. That's it's a, it's all about winning. So if you're going to describe like the culture of this team and this group, you guys have seemed to come together really quickly. Everybody's seen, you know, the social media videos are all funny. Uh, there's great content coming from Michael Davis and the creative team over there. Um, how would you describe the culture of this team or the personality of this team? And, you know, take some words to describe that.
1: Um. Well, the team at first, I wouldn't even say, like, it's just like we already jailed as soon as we, like, knew each other. Like, it, it took no time at all to get to know each other and, like, build bonds and just the chemistry on the court. After, I think, like, after we played pickup a couple times when we got here, it was just, like, you would have thought we would have been teammates for like two or three years. So um, it's it's really like, it's really going to be exciting. Uh, it's a lot of emotional people, like a lot of people who really want to win, a lot of people who really put like their all into basketball. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how we are as a team. Um, we're very funny, <laughs> very like just energetic and like Nobody's really like a Debbie downer. We don't have the, no players like that. It's, everybody's just up. And I think we're just excited to get basketball going back to normal this year, for real. So um, that's, that's what I have to say about this. Now,
2: so I asked Wes Miller about the uh, – Coach Miller about, about the competitive thing. He said iron sharpens iron. He seems like a coach who's full of just like old school Southern just sayings. Like, what is your favorite? Like, like you know what I mean? If he like, what's something he says all the time that sticks out that you're like, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: um, the hammer and the nail. That was a. That's one saying that I've heard the most in the last two years. Um, and every night he wants us to strive to be the hammer every night. So, but once we're the nail, he he gonna tell us and he gonna he gonna let us have it. But by the end of that night, we probably ended up being the hammer at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, he's he seems like a, he's a he's a heck of a character. Fans have gravitated to him quickly. He's brought back a lot of the the charisma and energy around the Bearcat basketball program. Um I guess one thing we didn't really hear much from you if you were describing your own game, right? Like I know you don't want to be too self-congratulatory. You probably don't want to hype yourself up. I've caught word like behind the scenes that that you in practice you're a bucket getter, like you're someone who knows how to get a shot off, knows how to get some points on the board. How would how would you describe your game and what I'm, what's is there more to it than just bucket getting?
1: Um, well, I just take the best advantage that the uh opposing team gives me, uh, whether that be scoring on offense, whether that be like an open pass or just you know, just I feel like I have an overall good feel for the game. Uh just growing up around it. It's just some stuff that you just can't teach. You just have to feel it and I think I have a good feel speaking that like my dad and my uncle they all play basketball so. Ever since I was born, I was growing up going to going to church league games or going to like going to professional games and stuff like that so um. It's really just my feel for the game,
0: more than uh, anything else there are some funny questions we wanted to mix in here. And I think there's, there's a good one related to Instagram recently. Some of your activity, Hummer. do you want to ask him about, about the IG?
2: I think you asked, you asked the question of, uh, you know, would you rather be broke with true love or rich with no love? And we saw, we got, you got a ton of answers, but I don't think we saw your answer.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I could go on both sides. I would say, um, if you are really in love with somebody no matter how much money that you have you always make time for them. So, I could be rich and if I'm in love I would still make time for the person that I
0: love. <laughs> you want the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, at the same time if we were if we were down bad, I would definitely I would definitely be okay with that as long as we we're striving to become better.
0: But if I put your feet to the fire and say you got to pick one just like you gave the option to the people on IG What's 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 the one you're going with right now?
1: Um, right now, I would I would choose broke. I would definitely choose
0: broke. All right. You heard it here first. A.J. McGinnis is looking for love right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're new to the Cincinnati area. It sounds like you've kind of you spent much of your life, maybe all of your life uh, in the south. It sounds like you maybe did do a stint in Missouri. Um, Look, I don't want to ask you all the generic Cincinnati questions, but I do want to hear maybe what you what you have personally enjoyed the most about living in this city so far.
1: Um, At first, I really didn't like it because I'm not a city person, but it's grown on me. And um, I definitely love like it's just like the fan, the, the fan base here is just amazing for real. Um, I didn't expect it to be the way that it was. But they definitely make it feel more like a home and more comfortable. So that's that's what I like most about being out here. The f- the fans make make everything way
0: more stress-free. <laughs> that's good.
1: So yeah.
0: Can I ask you then? Um, I, I alluded to to your ability to, to score the ball a bit. Fall practice has just started up. The season's getting underway. I think you guys have a couple weeks of of practices under your belt at this point. Who's come in this season? You know, you can give me a couple of names, even, but a couple of guys that have just kind of jumped off the page to you—they've been really bringing it day in, day out at practice, and maybe even surprised you a bit in terms of everything they can bring to the court.
1: That's that's a that's a tough one because it's so many people that that come in every day and show you something new. Um, couple of players that stand out: Dave uh, DeJulius, he's He's amazing. <laughs> some of the like some of the stuff like coming from a point guard. Um, his playmaking is just like really crazy. Um, Jeremiah and John, they they definitely have like high motor. They they just go after it every day. Um little Mikey, he's he's probably the fastest person I ever played against. Um just I I can go the list goes on. Like even down to our one hour walk on. CJ, he's he just shows you something new every day. And he he's a fighter. He gets it, gets it out the mud. He's like, he's just real tough. And to be honest, those are the guys that really make us better at practice. So I would say those those people really stick out to me. I'm of course I'm missing more players, but everybody really does something that that really makes us better every day.
0: Yeah, it's certainly not an indictment on uh, on anyone you didn't mention, but just curious right. on, of who's kind of stood out to you thus far. Um, there's a man of mystery on this team. We haven't had a chance to see him play, but he's been in Cincinnati for a year. Victor Locken, uh from Russia. We've been we've been dying to see him play. He's a he's a, he's an extremely funny character on social media with some of the poses and and videos he makes. What, tell me a little bit about, about meeting and getting to know Victor.
1: Uh, Victor's great. Um, the way he plays on the court is, is actually like really unique. I never, I never really played with a a foreign guy, especially like a foreign big who's really versatile. So like some of the plays he makes are like just some of the best plays I've ever seen (laughs) in my life. So like, um, but like, yeah, he's, he's a real great character. Um, he's a real good friend. He's, he's really funny. Um, and he's, at the same time, he just wants to get to his end goal and wants to win at the end of the day. So,
0: Good stuff, AJ. Well, I appreciate you making the time here today. Uh, I, I know we've got you on a tight time frame here, but really appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to watching you on the court this season get after it. We can't wait to see you guys out there this season.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: Appreciate it, AJ. Yeah, thank you.
2: Well, this is this is the first time for me. This is history. Since he slang in podcast history. Coomer is not available. Coomer is is at home. He's he's preoccupied. He's he's spending time with, with his wife. He's he's still getting over the cold. If you, you could hear him from the last podcast, so we're gonna go off the script a little bit here today. And I'm not exactly going solo, so don't worry. You don't have to listen to me for the next like 30 minutes of your lives. Because today I'm joined by the one, the only gambling sams the sam antics we're here to give you the gambling update what's going on hey man
3: just happy to be here as always it's a great day it's a great day to be a a bearcats football and gambling fan (laughs) did i do that part right i'm stepping into the stepping into the number two spot here
2: i definitely i definitely feel like you're doing it right and it feels like if you've been listening to us and you've been taking our gambling advice, at least on the cats, I feel like you're doing pretty good.
3: If you're if you're listening to if you're listening to Hummer, you're you're doing pretty well. I led you right into that one. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I can see why you wanted to get to the topic.
1: Well, yeah, give us Homer, the. Update. you're crushing.
3: You're crush, You're crushing it, Hummer. Like six and two, up a nice hefty five point six units on this season. Uh Coomer is not too far back. Five and two plus three point six. And uh, your boy just getting too cute. Uh, just getting too cute. Gotta keep it simple. Uh I'm sitting in the bottom there. Three and four minus one. Blah blah blah. Who cares?
2: Moving I'm, on. I'm hearing a little desperation in your voice. I feel like you're gonna have to pull a Coomer move where Coomer has some of his imaginary units on what it what are his long plays. Pulling them
3: out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Coomer's he's... got great those great long future plays that he put down at the beginning of the year. Des, Des Ritter Heisman odds in particular at the plus five thousand. You can't you're at what point does he get bought at, out for that? Uh well, not this week. I mean, Dez's odds are down to like plus twelve hundred to two thousand, but I mean there's still Bryce Young and Matt Coral at plus two ten. And now you got new guys in the picture too. C.J. Stroud at plus 900 and Kenneth Walker also at 15 plus 1500 so still all those guys ahead of Dez in the high speed odds right now.
1: Yeah gotta keep blowing people out and
3: he has to be more involved to he's got to put up a little bit more numbers, maybe, especially on the ground that wouldn't hurt.
2: I think that's been his downfall all season so far. And, and again, I
3: mean, not from a bad downfall
2: perspective. A, downfalls, like, downfalls are betting. Term. Yeah, for, for betting, for the Heisman betting, uh, his downfall, mm. not not his actual gameplay results yeah. on the yeah. field. <laughs>
3: He's amazing. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the man is a god.
2: Yeah. So, legend. Okay, so we got we got Kumar on the futures odds. Didn't he put something down? I don't remember if he put. Oh, just
3: that- for the like the national title, which is. Sitting at like Bearcats are like at plus 2,000, 3,000, but like the make the college football playoff odds have dropped just down to like, uh, like yes to make the playoff at plus you can get like 205. Um,
2: give me, give me some idea of what who else. No, that was what you could,
3: that's what you you could have gotten. Now it's just, it's down to under that. It's like down to plus 160. Yes to make the playoff now.
2: So, so give me, give me the odds of the team, which is good us.
3: respect. That's like a serious, like sign of respect from just the national college football landscape and seeing You're seeing more voices, just like voices of the sport, showing support to the idea of the Bearcats getting into the playoff. I think this is a likable team. It's a likable program. They got a likable head coach and likable quarterback personable uh per, you know great personalities and uh quite frankly a likable mascot okay bearcat it's cool look it up okay uh, he, he was it. a
2: past, past champion past national champion capital one uh mascot mascot ball, uh,
3: yeah not to mention like i'm talking like lucy real life fierce as f bearcat animal. Okay. Uh, also people, been people like the thought of a new team in the college football playoff. Okay. The people are ready for something other than Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, well, I, whatever. I, I, they want I, new faces and the Bearcats are a legitimate team ready to step in and, and take that spot.
2: I think you're 100% correct with that. When you look at kind of the vibe around the media personalities that are out there, there seems to be a change in tone. You know, when it comes to the cats, yeah, you're going to have your detractors. There's obviously, you know, there's some people out there just trying to, to clickbait you and in, in putting the Bearcats at number 10, number eight for some whatever reason on their stupid poll that doesn't matter. Uh, but in the AP voting, our lowest vote is a five, our highest is a two. And the majority of them are three. So we're solidly at three, which which can change on the dime with the way people are thinking. But as long as it feels like as long as we do what we did to Temple for basically the rest of our schedule, which is which is doable, we're in. That's what that's the vibe that I get. Is that like you said they're ready for something new, they're ready for a change. And honestly, with Alabama losing, shaking it up, it's it's gonna be a
3: it's the to, doors wide the, open. Chaos is it's fun to watch in general. And now there's just the added benefit of if meanwhile the Bearcats continue to take care of business, chaos. It's gonna you know the it's the meme of the of the smiling toddler girl and the house on fire in the background. Like <laughs> that's the Bearcats football team smiling while the Rest of the top five is is getting upset every other week. Let's bring it on. I mean, there's like there are opportunities for that this week. I mean, not crazy, but Georgia's well. Georgia, yeah. it, it is crazy that Georgia's a twenty three point favorite against Kentucky, undefeated number eleven Kentucky. Um, so has look, Georgia scored twenty three points all season? <laughs> look, they I'm... probably they probably haven't allowed that much.
2: I mean I'm going through their scores all right Clemson their first game of the season 10 to 3 UAB f- well which anybody should beat UAB 56 to 7 South Carolina unranked 40 to 13 Vanderbilt Vanderbilt is basically the East Carolina of of the SEC they They're the Kansas of the, the Kansas SEC. Kansas um Arkansas which was vastly overrated. 37th. I guess what the what the betting world is telling us that Kentucky is overrated. I'm a huge Kentucky fan this weekend. Never never thought I'd say that in Whatever. my life. Yeah, do it. I'll give one shout out to Cameron Pap. We know he was a big one-time UK fan. Uh, we we challenge you, Cameron Pap, to pull out your Kentucky gear, wear it this weekend, wear it proud. Well, <laughs> yeah. you weren't you weren't no, quite expecting you- that. <laughs>
3: Number two, Iowa is an eleven and a half point favorite against Purdue. That could be fun, right?
2: Purdue's like one of those teams. that feel like they just come in and they they like to just shake things up. You know, it's it's like they're the wild. I remember guard.
3: there was a year they upset Ohio State when we were in college, and that was a big, a big upset. I can all, it was two thousand. I don't have the dates nine, off the top 10, of my head, but who knows? Purdue Purdue they could always, they're, always team, a, they're always up for uh they're always up for uh. Hey, it's not like Iowa can look, if they don't get a bunch of turnovers or just corner, look, anything could happen. And then number 5 Alabama looking at 17 they're 17 and a half point favorite at Mississippi State. I mean, if Alabama loses two in a row, could you imagine? Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yeah, it'd be a dream come they true. They might fall to number they might fall to like number 7 or something. <laughs>
2: Guys are still really, really good, all right? They they only lost to a Mississippi State team that, that just beat the team that beat us. So it's really, it's the transitive property. It's not that bad of a loss. You know, it, it's it's terrible. It's only like 30-something points of spread that's been missed. So it's all right. There are seven. They're still, this would be the first time ever, a three-loss SEC team in the playoff. <laughs> Alabama, there's still a chance. They're 30% favorite, or 30% odds. So you mentioned a lot of games there. It seems like there, there's definitely some people who need to get some stuff done. For some reason, I, I, we're overlooking TCU, Oklahoma. I just don't – actually, though, you know what? Maybe that's a sleeper. That's a sleeper pick. But Oklahoma at home, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking Kentucky can be feisty. Uh, maybe yes. they're not getting enough enough so props. That's going to be the game that I'm looking forward to. And then a secret one that I'm also wanting to see is for just for chaos purposes. Come on, Texas A&M. Lose to Missouri. Do it. Do it. <laughs>
3: that's yes. That would just that because what that just makes what that just makes Alabama
2: that losses continuing seem, to be an unranked yeah.
3: team.
2: <laughs> like I get it. You beat the number one team in the country. You got to jump in the polls, right? You got to you, you only have a couple losses. You got it. You got to be ranked in the in the
3: top twenty five. I mean, it's the best win of the any team has uh, any resume, sure.
2: Right, for sure. So you have to be up there. But I would just love to see them just continue to slide in the slide and just just be be an embarrassing
3: loss on Alabama. So, at the end of the year, when they're
2: going through the resume, they're just like, man, that was a bad loss.
3: So, this is the fun – that's a really fun, like, added little game within the game for Bearcat fans now, too, isn't it? You know, in addition to, okay, like, we are now – we're Indiana fans. We're Notre Dame fans. We can be anti-Alabama fans. Via uh, these other teams and things like that
2: well, so i was it was uh late saturday i'm on the couch and we you know we've, there was no bearcat football game we played on friday was watching some of the other games keeping up with scores on my phone but we got sucked into squid game or whatever whatever that show is called i think oh, it's called the squid games either way it's a blast i'm not gonna get into the show Yeah, you can't go. I'm not, I'm
3: very early still. So I'm not going to get in. I'm
2: not going to get into the show at all. Just know that it's really good. And I'm I'm, you're on the edge of your seat. And I kept sitting there thinking, like, at some point, like, my wife could feel me squirm. And I'm like, I'm done watching this. She's like, why? I'm like, I, I want to watch college football. Like, I've only watched one game today and I need to watch more. And she's like, well, who's on? I'm like, Alabama, Texas, and I and Alabama's been losing the whole game. And she's looking at me like, oh, they're not going to lose. Coomer telling me it's too early, and I'm like, "No, man, I don't think." <laughs> so, got we we cut the cord. We we got we we threw out the crack, we threw out the Netflix crack, and we watched it. We watched the end of Alabama game, and my wife goes to bed early. Thinking I mean, it was that over. game, it, and I, I mean, went in and I woke else, her
3: up. <laughs> yeah, inject that game into my veins because that was wild yeah that's wild so alabama was just like give like making it way way harder on themselves than they needed to like just throwing the ball way way too much what are you doing
2: well i feel like i'm for sure gonna take kentucky on the spread i'm not gonna throw any of my units behind that because i saved those all for the cats because i'm sure we got some good spreads here
3: 23 points that how can you not
2: yeah I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna take kentucky on the cover uh Alabama, it sucks. Like I don't want to take Mississippi State on the cover, but like yeah, it's I It's hard to
3: have faith. You got to imagine a Nick Saban bounce back, right?
2: This is like the Tom Brady plays at the Chiefs.
3: Yeah. First game of the year. everybody says he's washed, he needs to retire,
2: and then he goes on to win a Super Bowl. Like that's that's what I'm I'm fearful of there. Um, <laughs> at Oklahoma, TCU. The, the, the issue with Oklahoma is they give up so many big plays. Uh, like, uh, th- I think they're right for they're right for a loss. I don't, they, I don't. They're right. Oklahoma
3: has been trying to lose all year. They are yeah. so due. Yeah, maybe maybe
2: TCU is the one that comes in and and takes them down after their high of the whatever Red Rifle Gorge, uh, you know rivalry with Texas they have going on there. But whatever. Those are the big games of the week. Let's talk Come about – the Horned Frogs. Oh, yeah, the Horned Frogs.
3: Remember but, when they were going to join the, the Big East? Oh, my gosh. Mm, mm.
2: Terrible basketball. Uh, I had the stats written out somewhere about how terrible they are. Uh, but UCF is actually not uh, – UCF. I think it's UCF and TCU definitely vie for last place in the all-time history rankings – for college basketball in the new Big Twelve, it's disgusting how terrible they are. Like forty years of history, program history for for UCF, and they've been to like seven NCAA tournaments in that time. It's it's absolutely foul how terrible they are. But you know, if we've already had enough. We scoured the boards earlier well, this week. What's the line on UFC? What are, what are some of the what are some of the items we can jot down this week?
3: Well, undefeated Cincinnati hosting three and two central florida um the knights are not like particularly great um unfortunately you know the loss of star quarterback uh, a few games back doesn't help things for them but that three and two i mean started the year great 36 3 36 31 win against boise state uh get a, Cupcake win in week two. But big loss on the road at Louisville uh, as a seven-point favorite. They lose by seven. Follow that with a loss at Navy as 15-point favorites. (laughs) Then they get the the bounce-back win last week. uh, 20-16 to against the mighty Eastern Carolina Pirates. So... The are sitting at one and four against the spread. Therefore, I see no reason not to be all over the Bearcats sitting at like minus 20 to 21. Sitting at like minus 20 and a half is going to be our official line for that. Eh, over under right at like 57 and a half, 58. Eh, I don't know. I might just stay away from that one. But Bearcats um, are minus to 20, gonna... 20 and a half, lock it in. Lock it I'll, lock. I'll actually yeah, keep it simple i'm keeping yes. it simple lock me in bearcats minus 20 and a half it feels good
2: all right you're locked in at the over Coomer, Coomer did text us in you know, he's he's
3: yeah he wanted blessing to us with
2: his pre- pre- presence on on the internets here He said he what's he want
3: i thought he wanted the bearcats to cover
2: he wants the bearcats to cover what a what a simpleton bet uh i'm gonna i'm obviously gonna take the bearcats to cover too you know I haven't not once taken them the cover this year going to continue the streak but i'm it also feeling awesome. a little frothy because UCF is not the, like they're 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 terrible but they're not like temple atrocious i do see them scoring a touchdown yeah. maybe two uh but i also think we're going to throw up 40 some odd points so i'm i'm going to go ahead i'm doing my like math there and i'm still like I'm below 57 and a half that's such. That's a big spread. Well, a, it's
3: a big over under. I mean, you got to like. Here's the thing: like Temple, we going into Temple. I remember thinking like, or Kumar said it. I think like Temple doesn't play the Bear, this Black Cat's defense every game. So like, they haven't seen this kind of defense yet. UCF, I don't think they've seen this kind of this kind of defense yet. You know, forcing some turnovers, sacks, three and outs. You know, you can keep a team you can keep an AAC team to three, six, maybe twelve or maybe fourteen points. But yeah, those under that those unders are enticing. Ugh. but here you, you can get it i, I like, can't
2: i'm not gonna root for the but, bearcats and not score more points though exactly that's like why i, I so can't hard. do it. it this is this is why it's so hard to <laughs> but bet, here's like, like the fun ones heart. that you can here's the yeah. fun
3: ones where you can like pick and choose where you want to like attack that over under especially with like how slow of starting the bearcats have tended to be this year um like just for the first half you bearcats the spread is 11 and a half. And the over under twenty nine, um, or you can go even. We we, we can narrow. We can over, narrow, we can narrow it over, down a little more. Sorry, give
2: me give me the cover for the half too. Give me the cover. I for the do
3: half. I do like that one too. Um, but for the first quarter, you can get Bearcats minus seven, and an over this under of thirteen.
2: This is the same exact stuff as Temple. Give me it all. I'm gonna uh, eat it it's all. It's
3: pretty simple. No, I mean the the half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the half was like twenty nine too. I think. Um, but yeah. Even if, even if we have a first half like we did against Temple, we'd still cover that first half number and the first quarter number.
2: Well, I'm going to take the covers on on uh, the first quarter, second quarter. We're going to cover, and I'm going I'm going to take the cover on the uh, on the on the last one on the full game. So two units, and then you said I have six units. I'm going to bet the four units. The last four units so i'm going all in every week man this is this is a week to week uh what do they call it the the win placer show right you take all your chips you're on to the next game you leave it nothing ride. Lay, lay, leave nothing in the chamber because uh if if we when we win the national championship that's the only way possible to beat Coomer uh is to have let it all ride throughout the season <laughs> <laughs> Very so true. so give me the bearcats to take those covers on the first Second quarter and the game. First
3: quarter, first half and the game. Yeah. I know we can't parlay them, so they're all straight bets. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some places will will let you do some things, but not everything. I don't know. You gotta. You
2: know, I'm just. I'm ready to layer on the risk. On talk I'm to your. Confident. Talk
3: to your local. Talk to your local, legally authorized, uh, sports betting provider for more details. I thought um, you were about to go say, "Well, you, you live in New York. Anything, go
2: find. Go but, find the guy uh, on the corner with the brown paper bags and." In his trunk, and, and and go get yourself a an off the books. Cookie. I don't. I don't. Well, seems like we got our picks in for the week. We got our we got our strong games. Ooh. Any
3: other Ooh. one fun shots? last bonus pick? One of the one of the books out here over in uh, good old Indiana um, is still offering a Bama and Georgia or the field wager. They still have the faith that you can get Bama or Georgia at minus 200 or the entire field at plus plus one seventy five.
2: That's putting a lot of faith that they're going to put, I guess the way that happens is if Alabama beats Georgia and they both won loss. If they're both, if they're both in like that's, that's honestly yeah. the Bearcats nightmare situation. Well, is, it's not great. It wouldn't help. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not great for it, us. It's doable, but it wouldn't be great. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, not having two SC teams would help. Not having two Big Ten teams would help. But I think we're getting screwed one way or the other. Yeah, no Big 12 team would be the
3: best. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So, well, perfect. Any other parting shots? That's all I got, man. Sweet.
3: Pleasure being here, as always. And
2: coming up next, maybe next, maybe it's before this. We'll find out. One way or the other, Coomer's gonna have to edit this. So, uh, we have a we have Kumer on now, and we have AJ McGinnis. Enjoy,
3: go Bearcats!